Thank you for listening to the Eastside Remedy podcast, where an elder brother, hey, it's Emmanuel, and younger sister, hello, I'm Phoebe, try to normalize mental health issues by having casual and honest conversations about them. Hello. Hi. This is our last episode. Yay! No. <laughs> Which、I'm、one、kidding. is your real feeling? Is it the yay or no? Um, it depends, cause I feel like sometimes I have to wake up really early. To record the podcast, so this is one of the episodes where I get to record at night while you are recording in the morning. Well, I think we started off the other way around. No, we started off this way and then we change it. Yeah, because uh. I have something planned for the weekend, so. It's probably better at night for you. I feel like because, um, the construction that you were saying. Yeah, there's a whole lot of construction going on around this area in the morning. But with that being said, at night there's also some noises, I guess. But we'll we'll make it work. Last episode, so. How are you feeling? What are we doing? Well,、um, I was thinking we can either do like a recap for today, or and or、um, talking about some misconceptions that people may have about mental health. Since it's our last、mm. episode,、um, I think it will be nice to do kind of like a summary of everything. So.、Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. So yeah. So would you like to start with?、Um, I know we have ten different misconceptions about mental health. Would you like to start、mm-hmm. with the first one? What's the first one? If you have mental health issues, you must be weak. What What do you think of that misconception? Um. First thing first, I think I know everyone has issues, and that's a fact. So it doesn't matter. If you're rich or poor, young or old, whatever nationality, ethnicity, or religion that you believe in. Overall, as humans, we we are bound to have issues. So I feel like when it comes to mental health, some people can deal with it without needing someone else's help, but there are also people who need help, as in professional help. So I feel like, you know, um, such a mindset is not very open. I think it can be quite ignorant, or insensitive. I think, that's my opinion. Yeah,、mm-hmm. I I do find that people who think that way they tend to be in in a generation who doesn't believe in mental health or mental health wasn't really talked about back then. So. For them, it's like, well, you are making this up because we can't really see mental health, like physical health issues.、Mm-hmm. So, but you can see the effects, though. I have heard of、uh, some clients telling me that, like, oh, if you look at mental health issues, like you're having diabetes, like you don't,、mm-hmm. you don't judge someone for having diabetes, you know, like, so why why would you judge? Because you can't see diabetes. Yeah, people who say things like, "Oh, if you have mental health issues, you're weak." Like you don't, 
tell that to someone who has mm-hmm. diabetes and be like, oh, you're so weak for having diabetes. So they say it's basically the same kind of, I guess, perspective if you look at it that way. Like, you can't just judge people just because you don't see what's going on inside. Yeah. The second misconception would be um, if you have to take medications for your mental health, you are not normal. I think that's something that a lot of my clients struggle with is taking medications. Um, They think that it's basically not good. They think that it's not good that you are changing the chemistry in your brain. But at the same time, some people, they're... I think a lot of people don't realize this is that mental mm-hmm. health issues can be a chemical thing in your brain. And sometimes you need more than just therapy. Some people can go to therapy without medications mm-hmm. um, and be okay. But some people, they do need um, the help of medication to kind of balance out their chemical in their brains. Um so it's not that it's not normal to take medication. It's just that sometimes our bodies are built in a way that we just need that additional whatever that you need, like whatever um, chemicals that you need in your brain. And that's okay. So that you can be stabilized um, and be able to work on your mental health. So it's, it's not abnormal to be taking medications while you're going through therapy. It might actually benefit you even more so yeah number three mental health is made up um we kind of covered this just a little bit but i i've seen people who experience uh, mental health issues like depression or stress anxiety and and it's it's as real as as a physical world you know And, and i feel like just because it doesn't happen to you or just because um you don't see it as much it doesn't mean that it is made up you know or it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist right because uh, we have seen effects of what uh, depression can can do to people right so yes the answer is that is not made up it's a real thing i think People who say that it's made up, at least from my experience, mm-hmm. most of the time, I hear it from parents mm. more, mm. saying that their kids are just lazy, they just don't want to go to school, they just don't want to do the things they're supposed to do, so they made up this mental health thing so that they can just be lazy. So, mm-hmm. I... I think that's, again, being very insensitive. Um, It's making their kids feel even worse, basically. Um, And they're not, I mean, aware of that. They A lot of times, parents would just drop off their kids at our facility and be like, you fix my kids, (laughs) and I expect them to be well after they're done with the program. And... But in reality, a lot of the problems actually stem from the relationship with parents Mm -hmm. in the first place. So... (laughs) Yeah, I would say if you're a parent listening to this, please be open-minded to to mental health. <laughs> yeah, and I feel like as, as we go through each of this misconception, at the end of the day, we really need to be more open-minded, not just towards mental health issues, but to, you know, a lot of the issues or, yeah, just be, just be open and 
be willing to learn about different things, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Number four, counseling will not help. Yeah, it doesn't help. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we're going through this very quickly. Okay, counseling will not help. That's. I feel like that's definitely a misconception. Well, first of all, I think a lot of people are not even aware what counseling is. Mm-hmm. They just think that you sit there and just talk to someone and that's it. Um, and I tell this to my clients all the time, like what you put into counseling is what you will get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times people think that, oh, when you go to counseling, the counselor is supposed to fix me and I'm not going to do anything. But that's not true. <laughs> no. Like the most successful clients I have seen are the ones that actually put the work mm-hmm. into it. And what what I mean by that is that if, you know, there are certain negative thinking patterns that we notice during session and I, let's say I would give them like a little assignment, like, hey, like if you were to catch yourself thinking this way, try thinking this way instead and see what will happen. Um, and if they go home and they don't do that homework and come back in two weeks and say, oh, yeah, I didn't do the homework and I'm still feeling the same. And I'll be like, well, <laughs> I, I can't live your life for you. Like, I can't I can't change anything if you're not willing to put in the work. So in a way, yeah, sure. Like counseling will not help if you don't put, put in the work. But counseling will help if you're actively trying to learn and explore and gain insight on your own Um, because at the end of the day like we can only do so much like as counselors we wouldn't work harder than the clients Mm, so that's good speaking of what is counseling uh, sometimes people think that uh, you lay on the couch when you're talking to a counselor which is our fifth misconception i feel like uh, that's that's another therapy yeah right hypnotherapy is it hypnotherapy or is it uh, uh, Freudian, like the psycho? The psychoanalysis type. Yeah, yeah. I or, think. or maybe that's there's also a, that's also another method, you know. Yeah. I feel like when it comes to yeah. a counselor, you're actually in a conscious state, and you know you share your information, um, at your own will and. It, and it allows the counselor to help you, you know, and like, like you say, counselors will do his or her best to help you in finding a solution. But at the end of the day, you know, um, you as a client, um, you do your best, be open to share information and or any struggles that, that, that you are facing. Right. And yeah, just, just talk. Yeah, and I think this misconception too is that, again, is that people are not educated on what even counseling is, and which is why I did like that mini remedy session to kind of break it down for people uh, so that they can understand, oh, this is what counseling is like, how I can prepare for counseling, what I can expect from counseling. I have, I remember this one time when I was still working in a private practice, I have this client walked in and there were like a long couch and there were like, um, what do you call that? Just like a one seater kind of armchair type armchair. Yeah. And she was confused. She was like, um, this is my first time. I don't know where I'm supposed to sit. 
or what am I supposed to do? And I was like, oh, you can just pick a sit and just sit. And she said, oh, so I don't have to lay lay on the couch. I'm like, no. <laughs> I was like, uh, I I think that's just in the movies. Like, uh, I don't think that's what you do now. So. Uh, so yeah, so for those of you who are wondering, like, do you need to like lay on a couch while talking to a counselor? Like, no, you don't need to. Uh, but I do, I mean, allow clients if they want to feel comfortable, like, to just lay down while talking. Like, sure, but that's not a requirement. <laughs> I just thought that's a funny misconception. Yeah, I'm. Again, perhaps there are other therapies out there, you know,、mm-hmm. which、uh, requires. A client to lay down or whatever, right? But I think、yeah. if 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 it's a one on one session, a counseling session, it's not necessary.、Mm-hmm. Okay, number six. Inpatient facilities are for psychotic people.、What、so when we、think? talk about inpatient facilities, um, inpatient are. The type of facilities where you go into like hospitals and stuff,、uh, where you have very high risk of suicide,、uh, where you can't feel safe on your own, like at home. Let's say you know that when you get a chance to harm yourself, you would.、Um, that's when you know you need to go to probably like an inpatient facility so that they can stabilize you while you're in there. And I think a lot of people when they think of Uh, inpatient facilities. They think of like in the movies, like the psych ward and how the asylum. Yeah, the asylum and how like people are like all strapped up. Like sure, like there is a department for that, but most of the time, people who are in there、um, are not like that. Because、um, you'll be assessed before you get into that type of facilities,、mm-hmm. and、uh, depending on your severity. They will place you in different department, and usually, if you are not to that. Like severe or psychotic phase,、um, you will be. I mean, basically in like an outpatient setting, except you're living in the hospital. So when I say outpatient setting, it's just like you will go through like group counseling.、Um, sometimes you have individual counseling. It's very rare to have that in an inpatient facility,、um, and then you will be able to meet with psychiatrists and nurses will be there with you. So. It's just kind of like, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's kind of like going on a rehab, kind of situation,、mm-hmm. but for a shorter period of time. So,、mm-hmm. not all people in inpatient facilities are like the quote unquote crazy people.、Um, they're just like me and you. It's just that they are unable to keep themselves safe at home.、Um, So, which is why impatience is available for them to help keep them safe. So it's nothing scary. <laughs> yeah, spe- speaking about impatient facilities, um, how long do they need to stay? Or it actually depends on on cases. It depends on cases. I think the longest one I've heard of is like two weeks. Uh, okay. But the so it's not like months or years. No. So the months of ye- or years ones are called RTC or residential treatment center. So I don't know what it's、mm-hmm. like in Malaysia, but here,、um, in Texas, they have different RTC availables outside of your city, so that you actually、mm-hmm. go away somewhere.、Um, 
for like a month, two months, sometimes three months. I think I've heard the longest is like three months. So.、Mm. Okay. Um, number seven, can mental health stop you from working? Yes, definitely. I feel like in some serious cases, um, you know, again going back to depression or anxiety or suicidal thoughts, you know, things like that, you are not able to perform, um, at your best. Yeah. You know when when you go to work, um, you know, in terms of your state of mind. You are not able to handle it, and you can't do whatever you are tasked to do, right? So you are not at your one hundred percent. So yes, mental health can actually stop you from working.、Mm-hmm. And when it comes to mental health, I feel like employers、um, should be more open about these kind of things. You know, have empathy and and know that it's a serious issue and. The employee is entitled to take a medical leave or、mm-hmm. or a break. No, yeah, I definitely yeah. think there are some people who are afraid that if they were to tell their employers that they have some sort of mental health issues and they need accommodation, that they will be fired from the company.、Um, I think that、mm. is definitely not true, especially here in America. Like that is a right. To be able to still work and, I mean, have mental health issues like everyone struggles and it's kind of what's the word I'm thinking of that in a way I guess it's discriminate, discriminating. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I mentioned this before, but I know of somebody, um, who, who is going through depression and then, um, you know, she was new in the company that she's working for. And she has to take a few days off, and when she told the HR that you know she actually has depression, and the HR was like, "Why didn't you tell us before that when we hired you? Like you know you have depression." And then what? No, I mean you know in a way it's kind of like discriminating, right? They say, "Oh, if if we、oh. if we knew that you had depression, maybe we wouldn't have hired you," kind of thing, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. So yeah, things like that. All right, moving on to number misconception、eight. number eight. Are mental health issues genetic? So this is, I think, a kind of yes or no.、Mm-hmm. Um, depends on what kind of issues, right? Yeah, cause I'm trying to think, cause I. I did. Have you heard of genogram? No. What's a genogram? Okay. So genogram <laughs> is like a family tree, but it's more detail. Like,、um, if you search for genogram online, like there's even a whole like genogram system that you can where you can put all your family members in your family,、mm-hmm. and to find out like different patterns that's in your family. So let's say if you know that like your grandmother is a gambler. Mm-hmm. And you can probably see like there are other gamblers in the family,、mm. or like if someone, let's say your grandpa, um, is addicted to alcohol, alcohol you can、yeah. see that yeah, like other family members, um, struggle with like similar issues as well. So with genogram, you can kind of see like oh, like if 
someone has this thing like it, it usually runs in the family so mental health whenever i did uh do genogram with my clients i can actually see that like mental health issues run in the family a lot of my clients family mm-hmm. whether you know it doesn't really specify like which type of mental health issues um so i i think maybe yes sometimes it, it is you are genetically like predisposed to um, mm. like you're more vulnerable to having mental health issues but at the same time like there there's a cure to it like there's a way out of that uh which is why like counseling and like taking medications and seeking help all these things work um i know it, it will it work because a lot of my clients like come to see me and then they're like oh wow like does that mean i can kind of break that generation curse in my family like sure like if you are actively working on it um then yeah uh, but i would say there's not really like a gene that you can at least right now not that i know of that you can find and be like Oh, like if you have this gene, it means that you are going to de- be depressed for sure. Like, I I think mental health is still such a new field in the medical field that we haven't found anything like that yet. At least, again, not that I know of. Um, yeah. So, but there are also cases like, you know, not just uh, gambling or alcoholic, but if we go deeper into. Um, things like into disorders like schizophrenia, right? And mm, sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes you know it can be passed down, it, right? Yeah. Okay, number nine. If you have mental issues, you are crazy. Again, um, back to what we talk about in the beginning. I I think, I I guess I used to not really care about the word crazy as much you know i would say oh you know it's a crazy day this and that but i feel like recently i am more um, aware and a bit more careful when it comes to the word crazy because i I feel like it can be very sensitive right it can be very sensitive and, and and i try not to use that so um yeah again when it comes to mental health some cases can be very serious and and it actually goes beyond the qualification of, of a counsellor, right? Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like sometimes people, um, they, they might not know that there is a difference between a counsellor and a psychologist or like psych- psychiatrist, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the, the thing about counsellors is that counsellors cannot uh, prescribe medicine, right? Or, or di- mm-hmm. diagnose any um, illness or, or disorder, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's mm-hmm. more like a helper or a therapist trying to hopefully help you to um find a way to solve whatever problems or issues that you're dealing with. So I guess the answer is mm, not always, you know, if you have mental health issues, not always, but sometimes it can be for serious cases. Well, and I think too, um, <laughs> one of my clients said this, in, instead of thinking someone is crazy, like think of them as unique. Mm. Like they're just unique from the the norm and, and that's okay. And who said that the norm has to be a certain way anyway? <laughs> mm. Like just because the majority of us, we function a certain way doesn't mean that we are quote unquote normal or the right way of living. Like what if 
the right way of living in their mind is like how they are, you know. Yeah. And I know that kind of is like a little existential too, but、mm-hmm. anyway, so. That's my little spill. So the last one, mental health is <laughs> permanent.、Um, mm. Is it permanent? I I would say that's that's a little bit difficult to say, just because I know some mental health issues can be permanent,、um, but then some diagnoses is not. Like some sometimes it can be just like a seasonal thing. Can you can you give can you give an example of? Um, mental health issues being permanent, like those really well, kind of like what you said、one. earlier, like with schizophrenia. I would say that's probably more permanent. Uh huh. Like those personality disorders and all of those things too. Right. It it takes longer, but those shorter ones are, um, again like depression, anxiety, you know, like or eating disorder, like these kind of things. It can be. I don't want to use the word fix, but temporary, like temporary, like it's not going to be there always. Uh, or like adjustment issues,、mm-hmm. uh, grieving, stress.、Uh, I'm trying to stress. Yeah, so、Anger、those are not、issues. going to be there permanently. But I guess any mental health issues, if you don't deal with it,、mm-hmm. if you don't seek help, of course it will be there forever. So yeah, I I don't think we have a straight answer for that, like whether mental health issues is permanent or not. So or it can be, I guess that's the word. It can be.、Mm-hmm. So these are the ten most common misconceptions. Okay, I I'm not sure about most common, but ten common misconceptions、yeah. about mental health. And、uh, I feel like that's a that's a good, that's a good uh content for the last episode. Yeah. So, I guess we can kind of end this with just a few questions to recap our whole season one podcast. So,、mm-hmm. sure. Let's see. My I guess my first question for you would be: What is your favorite episode of all the episodes we have done? So we have recorded nine episodes.、Um, I feel like. Our second episode, healthy relationship, and obviously we talk a lot about it, right? I think that's our longest episode, clocking in fifty four minutes or something like that. It is really fun, uh, very relatable, because uh, he here's the thing, for me, I feel like relationship it it goes both ways, and it's, it's very interesting to see how two individuals can come together. You know, with different backgrounds, right? Different family and different interests, and when when you put two different people together, um, it takes work to make it work.、Mm-hmm. And again, you know, we、we'll、talk about how you can build a healthy relationship. So I, yeah, I I thought that was a pretty fun episode. What about you? I think my favorite is, I is it episode five maybe on self confidence and self esteem. I、mm-hmm. like that episode because it kind of gave me insight to myself、uh, on why I do the things I do and where I have gotten my confidence from. 
so mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite because of that because I was able to be very self-reflective and just look at my life and be like oh like I think I'm pretty content with with my life like my life is not so bad after all so uh, mm-hmm. so I think yeah that's my favorite that's good. So I guess the next question that I would have for you is which episode do you feel like you've learned the most? Episode 9, Protective Factors, Impact of COVID-19 on Mental Health. Actually, not just impact of COVID, but mm-hmm. you know how, how do we deal with um, the challenges in our lives, right? Because it is not a matter of mm-hmm. if we're going to face any challenges I mean, it's a matter of when, right? Uh, and especially when yeah. it comes to being a human, we are dealing with people, and people are complicated, right? So I I felt that it's a it's a very mm-hmm. practical topic. We talk about the coping skills and how, uh, we need to or how we can increase our social support, physical health, self esteem, and healthy thinking. So um. Yeah, you know, for me, I really look forward to working on uh, these skills because, like I said, protective factors are are things or something that all of us can can build on. You know, from maybe a weaker uh, social mm-hmm. support to to a strong social support with your friends and and whatnot. So I felt like the last episode I I've learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think. To me, it's it. Which episode would? Huh. I think probably either the relationship one or the or the one on stress. Uh, the relationship one I said. Which one would you pick? Well, the relationship one I said I I learned the most because I learned a lot about how you handle relationships and mm. how you deal with relationships. So I think from there I was able to learn some skills as well mm. but then uh in terms of the stress episode i did some research on stress before the episode so uh i got to learn a lot about like different statistics out there on stress yeah and i thought that was really fun to to learn nice so the last question what to look forward to what do you look forward now that we are wrapping this up What's next? I think we haven't really sat down and talked about what's next like in detail, but I know uh, <laughs> we are thinking of doing yeah. another season. Uh, so, I yeah, I look forward to that, really. I, I know that we have done a lot of good stuff for season one, but there are definitely room to improve, and I can't wait to, to make those improvements and continue our journey in this little podcast field uh yeah for me so i'm definitely looking forward for the break because we have been recording for five months and um doing rotation mm-hmm. of waking up early during the weekend or staying up late um but i'm very glad that we did it and we pulled through and learned things about you know one another right because because i feel like you know sometimes um, the things that you know about your family, it can be different uh, after you grow up. Does it make sense? Like what? You didn't think I'm that smart, right? No, I mean, like, I know that you have always been direct, <laughs> you know? 
I don't know. Let's let's. That's not answering my question. <laughs> question. Anyways, you didn't think uh, that I'm smarter than you. Are we going to do a season two? <laughs> sure, you're so smart. <laughs> Um, are we gonna do a season two? I'm not sure. I feel like if we were to do a season two, maybe we can do something different, like a video recording. You know, I I think it it should be pretty fun, you know. Then people can get to see your closet and how you record in the closet. The famous Miss Phoebe. Dang. I think maybe we can try to do that. That would I'm, be interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I think you know we can or we should take some time to recharge and. Uh, recuperate and think of fresh ideas but um and yeah. also yeah i think we should definitely update our instagram do we have a facebook page i don't think so no yeah i think instagram is good for now i think we can you know probably post um things like the 10 uh, misconceptions just like different exercises or assignments to really bring awareness to the community. That's, that's what I feel. We can do. But first, mm-hmm. we have to take a couple of months break. Yeah. Cool. Alright. Alright. It's been fun, people. Yeah, thank you for those of you guys who have been listening to us since episode one. Uh, it means a lot Yay. to us. And I hope you guys have a good day, week, month, year. (laughs) We will (laughs) come back when we are ready. So Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.